Kurt, enjoyed talking to you on Tuesday, catching up a little bit and trying to hit some current events. Um, and let's put current events in quotations there. Um, People can't see you do the quotation. I know, that's why I had to say it. Yeah. So, Kurt, we talked about Kanye's album. So here's my question for you on Thursday's thoughts. Just for oh, mine's, re- mine's related, too. My question for you uh-huh. is related. Well, we'll find out. Uh, so, yeah, what we don't. Kurt doesn't know what I'm about to ask him. He doesn't know. I don't know what he's going to ask me. Um, what What is your favorite genre of music, Kurt? Oh, my favorite genre? Yeah. Um, yeah that's a softball. That, I mean, um, man, that's a tough question. I would say it's not hip hop or R&B and it's not country. Um, I'd say like, and it's not like classic, like four piece rock and roll band. Um, but it's closer to that than anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, but I appreciate all kinds of genres. I think, I think people might be surprised if they looked at what I played the most on Spotify. Um, because I listen to all those genres. Um, but yeah, I don't know what my favorite genre is uh i mean your favorite band is rym worship right joe deegan no, no i <laughs> mean on, I've still got, you're supposed to just go along with that no i've got a blood feud with uh with joe deegan so anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we're gonna duel with pistols later so <laughs> 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 you no know, I, I like i mean yeah i like worship music and i mm-hmm. like rym worship for sure but i like all kinds of i don't know if there's a genre that i really like you know what i this is such a terrible answer but i'll say you know what i like good music <laughs> but my question is this to you john and i'll answer this question too after you answer it in my opinion everyone has guilty pleasure music which is music that they don't think they should like but they do they can't help but like it john what is give me and this can be from years gone by give me some guilty pleasure music um mm-hmm. some music that you like that you're like it's, I might not be cool for liking this, but I just like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess right as you ask that, some of the ones that come to mind, some of the artists, I'd say there's some Katy Perry songs for sure. <laughs> I was thinking about her too. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's definitely one of mine. Um, Wide Awake, like isn't it? Huh? Isn't it Wide Awake? Isn't that the name of that song? I don't, I don't know that, that one. Song but I was going to awesome. say, I was going to say Firework or. Uh, well, um, that's in there. Yeah. Uh, or what's the um what's the one about the tiger? Um, oh, yeah, is it not I the tiger? That's <laughs> um, but it, she says that in the in the in the song. But that one too, I feel like she maybe she just make maybe that's her genre. So okay, be. so okay, well that's, let's um and I was trying to look and I'd say I, I mean I'd throw uh, Taylor Swift in there as well. Um, uh, I mean, you're, some, no one, r- roar roar. Roar. There you that, go. That's the song. No yeah, one's going to make fun of you for liking Taylor Swift. Yeah. No, but Someone might make fun of you for liking Katy Perry. I don't know. I mean, I, I could name some friends who would make fun of me for liking Taylor Swift. Yeah, I know, um, but they're all, you know, those are those are boomers. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, so those are some guilty pleasures. Uh, yeah, for sure. So what, what yeah. about you? you? You've already said kind of Katy Perry would be one. I mean, kind of. She's not really mine, um, but... There are um, hip hop artists that I like that I like that um, my wife really likes. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw her out there, but my wife really likes hip hop music, 
And there are a few songs, she has a running playlist that I will look at every now and again. And there are a few songs or a few artists on there. I'd say that Kanye West would be one of them for me. It's like, I don't think, I guess because I'm a white Presbyterian pastor, I'm not supposed to like him, but I do. And um, and I did, uh, even before all this happened. And uh, I would say, uh, I would say like in college, Backstreet Boys. Hmm. Uh, not supposed to like them, but... Um, that's a good one. Yeah. You are my fire, my one desire. Yes. Um, that's, I can't, uh, I want it that way. That's what it's called. Yes. yes. I mean, yeah, that's a good one. It's yes. catchy. Exactly. I, I remember, yeah, getting made fun of for saying, this is, isn't really that bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to like them. That's what a guilty yeah. pleasure. Which, I mean, that's why I, for the longest time I did not like Justin Timberlake, <clears throat> but then he won me over. I mean, he was part of NSYNC, and so you just had to kind of hate him as a guy. But then it's like, man, this guy's kind of funny. He he, uh, he you mirrors. know he showed up on SNL yeah mirrors. well and then he mirrors. started releasing some music where you're like okay I kind of like he's a good entertainer and it's like yeah it's he's won me over I stand for for mirrors I'll say mirrors I'm with is you a I'm with you yeah absolutely so so Kurt just be honest on this has there been those uh, a time where you've been in your car it's late at night and you know it's dark no one can see you. that song comes on and you're just like singing it at the top of your lungs I sing in my car nonstop. So. <laughs> Um, he actually is singing before I hit record on this podcast. And yeah, he, I said, you're actually singing before I hit record on this podcast. And you just stop right as I hit record. He's no, always singing. That, that's not true. But I never, um, but, but I sing in my car unapologetically. First of all, no one can see you in your car. Like, like, I mean, no oh, one's yeah. really paying attention to you. I mean, like if you are going to like, you know, pick your nose or your ears or like, you know, or you're eating food, people might notice that. They might. No, okay? They're all texting while they're driving. So yeah, yeah, but no, no like... one's looking at you because everyone's looking at their phone while they drive. <laughs> so, um, that'll make you feel good. <laughs> all right, look. There go. is one intersection in Montgomery where the traffic is like, where it's a left turn. It's by the interstate. I've actually been at this intersection with you before, but if it gets backed up, like you're there's another car right beside you. And so there's like someone right there. Um, and I am very conscious of not singing in that, like, or like being, or doing anything strange when that's going on. Like, and it's so funny how, like, and this is, you know, maybe this is a conversation for a later time, but it's so funny how, um, we seek other people's approval so hard that we will like tell ourselves not to like things that we naturally like because, we know that other people won't approve, hmm. um, but we're so desperate for that approval that we just tell us we tell ourselves, "No, you don't really like that," or you have to hide that you like that. Hmm. Um, yeah. What a tough place to be in, um, and that that has ramifications all over the place. But and um, I will say this: in light of that, Kurt, um, and I know this might just sound like a, a shameless pu- plug, but uh, the book Insecure, you know, the first book that RYM put out through a, a publisher. Um, what you just said, it reminded me of this quote that's at the beginning of the book by Russ Ramsey. Do you know Russ Ramsey? Um, graduated from Covenant Seminary, but he wrote... I don't know John. I know you. <laughs> There's a book called uh, Struck that he wrote, and it's one Christian's reflections on encountering death. He had, had to have open-heart surgery at a young age, and it's just really his... Uh, just going Ooh. going through that account, it's, it's pretty... It's pretty powerful. Um, But he says this. He says, One of the sad burdens many of us carry in this life comes to us when we accept the lie that our worth is determined by what other people think. 
This is an incredible power we hand over to others, many of whom never even know we have given it to them. Mm-hmm. I see that's a good good quote. Um, yeah, we, we we give this power to other people, and, to, and you know, many of them don't even know that. And we, we live in light of that, make decisions, and all of that in light of that. But anyway, good quote. Kind of goes along with I, what you're saying. I was talking with our students about how, um, you know, we were talking a little bit about leading with your weaknesses instead of with your strengths. We were talking about Second Corinthians, where Paul is told that or God tells Paul that his strength is perfected in weakness. But uh, I was telling him, you know, we were talking about basically about this exact thing. This is why like the eighth grade dating relationship doesn't work out. It's because, you know, uh, I use this example, but, uh, you know, you don't really care about the other person. You only care about, you know, you're using that person as a mirror um, to determine your own self-worth and your own likability. Right. Which is why it's such a big deal when you trip in front of him or, you know, or you say a dumb thing in front of her. Like it's because it's not because they're important. It's because you're so important to yourself. And, you know, they're you're, you don't care about them at all. You know, you're just you only care about what other people think about you. You know, it's really a selfishness. Um, and yeah. And it's crazy how we do that, how um, how, you know, we're made. God has made us forgot, you know, we were made to hear well done. Um, my good and faithful servant We're made my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Like we're made to hear that. Um, and if we will look for that in any way that we can, um, we'll try to get that from any source that we can get it because we have to have it. Yeah. 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 That's well said. Look, let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll be back. All right, Kurt. Uh, so on Tuesday, we just talked about some things that were uh, going on, fairly current uh, events as we, we talked about. Maybe get some more uh, bullet point, uh, you know, things that we can uh, discuss a bit. Um, uh, yeah, that, that kind of struggle to get that out, Kurt. Look, I do have two articles I wanted to highlight. One of them, more sobering article. Um, so kind of maybe get that out of the way in a sense. It sounds kind of crass to say it that way, but uh, sure. It's a, it's an article that Tim Challies uh, put up, and uh, it's entitled "What an Expert on Sexual Abuse Says About Sleepovers." Uh, so mm-hmm. obviously, very sobering to jump into this, but it's re- it's interesting because uh, Tim Challies has actually said he's gone on record that I mean his most viewed article that he's ever written is entitled why I don't do sleepovers um, or something along those lines. That's one of the titles. He and his wife just made the decision. They weren't going to allow their children to uh, be involved in sleepovers. And uh, he just said, it's crazy how much that article was viewed. And it's like, you know, 10 times that of any article he's ever written. And so this is just a recent follow-up that he put up there. And cause he says this, he says, I recently read, Protecting Your Children from Predators, which is written by Beth Robinson, a licensed professional counselor who specializes in counseling children who have suffered sexual abuse. It says, it was only after I began reading the book that I realized she had included a chapter on sleepovers. So I was eager to hear her experience perspective. And so he shares some of that. And then there's just some 
some bullet points he highlights that I think are important uh, for us as parents to, to hear these. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, uh, again, these are just put in bullet point fashion. One, children are most often abused in familiar places, not in strange mm-hmm. places. Yeah. Two, children are most often abused by trusted people, not strangers. Mm. Three, children tend to be safest in small crowds where it is difficult to separate one from the others. Four, households often have visitors staying in them as well as the normal family members, as with yeah the example that he provides. Um, <clears throat> let's see, and then five, sleepovers often allow children access to phones, televisions, and other media in which it's you know, difficult to safeguard is basically what he says, but he just shares the, the story that this uh, girl was assaulted at, at a sleepover. And uh, they found out that uh, the family had a visitor uh, from out of town who just happened to be staying there uh, a night or so. Um, and anyway, obviously very sad, very sobering an important article for us to, to read. It's this kind of stuff, Curtis, we said in the, you know, talk on pornography. We don't like talking about this stuff. We don't like bringing it up, but it is vitally important um, because there's just, there's so many simple things we can do as parents to protect from something like this happening. And it's just kind of hopefully raising awareness, but encouraging people to go back to that article. It's, you know, chalice.com. The article is what an expert on sexual abuse says about sleepover. So check that one out. Um, Like I said, much more sobering, Kurt, another article just to highlight quickly and a little more uh, encouraging. Uh, Joe Deegan wrote an article for the Gospel Coalition. Uh, so, he did. Uh, if you go to thegospelcoalition.org, uh, the title of the article, 10 Hymns Youth Groups Should Sing. Uh, so Joe Deegan wrote that. That was exciting that he was able to have that opportunity. Um, uh, yeah, good stuff there. Uh, Kurt, do you want to react to either of those articles or just kind of move on? Do you have something else? I just, um, yeah, not, not really. I think it's really cool that Joe's getting to be on, uh, getting to write for the gospel coalition. Um, and I think you've gotten to do that too, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty neat. Um, but as far as the sleepover thing is concerned, um, Man, it's one of those things where I heard a parent say, well, we just don't do sleepovers um, and their kids are all grown now. And I was like, well, that's pretty, it's a pretty hard stance to take. Like, that yeah. doesn't seem, um, but the more that, uh, you know, I, the more that I've matured, the more I see as a parent, the more I see the wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not only just about, you know, guarding against sexual abuse. Sure. You know, I guess even if your child does do sleepovers, the odds of them being sexually abused as sleepover still pretty low. It's not, but it's like the exposure to all kinds of other things that can happen to, oh, yeah. to, you know, it's not, you know, yeah, I think at the very least, because I'm not taking the hard stance of, you know, we should not do sleepovers or we never will. We, we've actually allowed our children to do some of those. I think it's a matter of, being very like-minded with the parents that, you know, you're going to allow the sleepover to take place to where you can just have a candid conversation of, Hey, listen, do you have any visitors staying over? Is there an older sibling who has a friend coming to stay over? Cause those are the kind of scenarios where it happens. And, you know, what kind of screens are in the house? You know, are, are they going to have smartphones access to anything like that? Um, you've got, you just got to be able to be like-minded with the parents and, uh, be able to have those candid conversations. I think that's that's one important thing for sure. 
a hundred percent. So, yeah. um, yeah, shifting from this again, more sobering. I, I didn't, I, I wanted to go ahead and bring that up at the beginning. So we don't end on that note, Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's something. Well, I, I wanted to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good Thursday. Uh, so Kurt, what, what are some, some other things that, that you've got? I've got a few. No, no, you keep going. I feel like you've got a lot more than I do. No, I mean, this is not anything, uh, too detailed, but, um, because again, I've got to read up on this a little bit more, but I did see that YouTube has, uh, changed or had some kind of update for all of the creators, um, that have, you know, YouTube channels or any kind of content uploading that they've got to specify, um, you know, is the content going to be, uh, for children or not? Uh, there's just, I know they've had, uh, you know, things like that in place where you discuss, okay, mature content or not, but, um, they, YouTube is being forced, I guess you would say, uh, by the, you know, federal trade commission under the children's online privacy protection rule. Um, that they've got to be more cautious about their content. So, uh, again, I haven't read up on a lot of that, but I just know that that's something that's happened, and it's interesting, and, you know, it's a good thing. Uh, Well, we've we've talked about how YouTube can be a helpful thing, and this is just one way in which maybe they're taking efforts to to guard against that a little bit. Well, I I just happened to be having a conversation with a student last night, and uh, I was just amazed at – I was actually with several students, and these were some of our youngest students, so they're in, like, sixth and seventh grade. And I was sitting, they were playing Mario Kart, um, and I was just talking to them while they, you know, played Mario Kart. And they were, what they were talking about were their favorite memes, their favorite Vines, which Vine is dead, but uh, their favorite TikToks and their favorite YouTube channels. And um, I was like, you know what? They were kept asking me, do you know who so-and-so is? Do you know who so-and-so is? And I'd be like, no, I don't know who they are. But like, well, they're a YouTuber. Do you know who so-and-so is? I was like, guys, I don't really watch a lot of YouTube channels. And the general consensus among them was, that's all that I watch. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't watch, you know, I don't think they're watching Wheel of Fortune at 630 every <laughs> night. You know? So, uh, which is to their detriment, by the way. But, uh, but, yeah, just how pervasive um, a platform YouTube is. Um, I have... Uh, not really well, kind of sort of related to that um, because YouTube has a couple of issues going on where they are uh, actively uh, striking down um, Christian content or conservative content or yeah. any kind con- um, bad content, but also content that people, we would say, well, that's not really bad content. Um, but did you, have you tried, this is now, this is really dated. Um, and I promise we're gonna get to a real point here. But have you have you made the comparison between the Popeye's chicken sandwich and the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich? Or do you know about this? I know about it for sure, but I still have not tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And I and I like I like Popeye's, but you know, partial to Chick-fil-A for the sandwich. Um well, yeah, I I tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I think YouTube is safe. I mean YouTube, I think Chick-fil-A is safe. Um I don't think that Popeye's is coming for them. Um, and the reason I think that is not because I didn't think the Popeye sandwich was good, but only because it took like, I would have already finished my meal by the time I like got my order at Popeye's. If I was at Chick-fil-A, I'd already finished my meal. So their service is still number one. But did you hear that Chick-fil-A is no longer supporting the Salvation Army? Okay. I've heard that there's 
Yeah, some uh, controversy. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't know enough about this, but yes, I've heard some talk. Yeah, so Chick-fil-A is no longer going to support the Salvation Army because Salvation Army, um, I, I don't totally understand this because I thought the Salvation Army was doing like some really good work, but apparently because the Salvation Army is a Christian organization and because um, some people in the Salvation Army might have what are called anti-LGBT views, mm-hmm. Um, Chick-fil-A has decided not to support them. Um, they've, they've, they've been pressured not to support them. And so they've decided not to. And I was just really disappointed by that actually, because I think the salvation, what the Salvation Army does is really good. Not, you know, it's been around for a very long time. Um, and we have theological issues with how they were founded a little bit, but not so much that I wouldn't give to them or support what they do because I think doing something, um, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing um, good, but it's also worth doing mediocrely too. So anyway, well, and, and just, yeah, I mean, Kurt, I knew that the Gospel Coalition had the FAQs, you know, the frequently asked questions. Chick Fil A's new charity policy sparks backlash. So Joe Carter has this article on uh, November nineteenth, but um, not only Fellowship of Christian, I'm sorry. Salvation Army, but also, yeah, FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes as well. And uh, it says, in response to the recent news, the Salvation Army issued a statement. We're saddened to learn that a corporate partner has felt it necessary to divert funding to other hunger, education, and homeless organizations, areas in which the Salvation Army, as the largest social services provider in the world, is already fully committed. We serve more than 23 million individuals a year, including those in the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, and so, yeah, that's ultimately kind of the, the issue. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is kind of surprising. Mm. Anyway, and that's not really a fun thing to end on either, but well, we, um, we, we've got a little bit more time, maybe uh, five, 10 minutes or so we can wrap it but, up. But uh, I just, uh, anyway, it's, things are getting to the point now. And I think this is the world that our children are going to grow up in where you, I mean, I just never thought we would be at a place where people were critical of the Salvation Army. <laughs> uh, like, I'm just going to be honest. Like it, let's just, even if you were, you know, an atheist or a Muslim, I don't think like, I just, I struggle to figure out like, so you don't share like the same, maybe the same worldview as the people who run the Salvation Army. I just, you know, and the Salvation Army is an NFL partner. Okay. Like, you know, I don't know if you remember. Not a for long. Well, maybe not, but you know, I don't remember a couple of years ago, but the NFL is like a huge business, right? A huge corporation, one of the most uh, profitable corporations in, in the country. And they, you, do you remember Ezekiel Elliott jumped into a huge Salvation Army bowl and got fined for it, right? Um, for a celebration. So like, that's how uniquely tied the Salvation Army is. But I just can't figure out, to me, I just never thought we would be at a place where someone would be critical of helping homeless people. Um, because, yeah, anyway, I just, I, I don't know. I'm a little speechless about it, which is probably not something that I should bring up on a podcast <laughs> because we're supposed to be talking about it. But I just can't, like, I cannot wrap my head around that. There are lots of things. There are lots of things that people are critical of. And even people that I disagree with or we don't have the same worldview and they're critical of it, and I get, I understand that criticism. I do not understand this criticism. I do not understand how the Salvation Army, like, I mean, we're talking about the people who ring the bells outside your Walmarts and Targets. You know what I mean? Like, um, and 
who provide coats, who do uh, uh, the the Christmas trees for needy children um, where you can get, I mean, we've, we've done a lot, you know, I wouldn't say that I've done a lot with Salvation Army, but we've done all of those things. And um, I just, anyway, I'm not here for any criticism of them. You know, well, like, I think some of just what, what's bizarre about this is because it's Chick-fil-A. <laughs> like they've already gone on record of having a stance on certain things and, you know, adhering to, you know, the biblical definition of marriage. So it's like they've already come under fire and I don't think it really hurt their bottom line. <laughs> so why no, do it, this? You know? help yeah. I mean, why, why do this? It just, you know, other companies maybe, but Chick-fil-A, that was definitely surprising. Um, Kurt, how about this Disney Plus? Okay, it's out. Here we uh, people go. People have it. Um, I do not. Do you? I do not have it. Okay. Have you talked to anybody who does? Any thoughts on Disney Plus? There's a lot of talk about the Mandalorian. Yeah. People seem to think it's good. Good. Look, I'm so glad you said that. Okay. Yes. Not only are people talking about the Mandalorian and how it's good. Do you know something unique about it, Kurt? Something unique about the Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm trying to think how to phrase the question. Okay, it's it's a series, but they only release one episode a week. Let's go. Isn't that cool? Yes. So, I mean, some of what we've talked about, you know, binge watching and just those thoughts on that, they've actually said how, you know, they, they've seen Disney Plus saw how Netflix actually suffered because they allowed people to binge an entire episode, you know, to... Entire series. Entire series, and then uh, unsubscribe from Netflix. So it's like they just pay their monthly fee, and then they're out. And so with Disney Plus, they're like, okay, we're going back to, okay, each week a new episode's going to come out. And so, you know, at the time of this recording, I think, you know, the third episode has come out. Um, and so, yeah, that's just kind of interesting. Now, what are you talking about? We just had Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, the fourth or fifth. That's it. I think I can't remember exactly when it came out. Let me take you nope. behind the curtain. I'm gonna edit it out, Kurt. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, I mean that's just kind of interesting. That okay, you got Disney Plus, which you know Disney's close to taking over the world. It has all of Marvel, all of Star Wars, but they're going back to kind of an older format of a weekly, you know, series. Thoughts on that, Kurt? I just think that some. I think. We need to get Disney Plus in your house so that you can review every single show that's on Disney Plus. I don't know whether I should spend my money on it until you have watched every single thing they offer. Every episode <laughs> of every show. I need to know. They've got a lot out there, Kurt. Yeah. I mean, even I need, very old school stuff. Yeah. So, like, I need you to watch all the episodes of Sophia the First and let me know <laughs> whether Disney Plus is... Uh, is okay or not? No, I have I have heard things about it. I think a lot of people are going to make the switch from Netflix who have kids, younger kids, because um, if that's your primary use. Although there's some good stuff on Netflix. Anyway, we're not going to end this conversation with things that we let our kids watch. I hope, but um, but there are a couple things on Netflix that I didn't think we would really be into, like the Mother Goose Club. I don't know if you ever heard of those guys, mm, but solid. Grayson Cooper loves the Mother Goose Club, like. <laughs> absolutely loves it and it's old and it's just nursery rhymes right it's just like jack be quick like mm. kind of things or um but he will ask to watch mother goose club all the time so maybe some people are going to stay with netflix i don't know but disney plus is here and the coopers don't have it and i don't know if we're going to get it or not but yeah um, I, I see there I'm, I'm i'm not sure um 
Kurt, another thing, uh, I, I'm possibly getting a new phone. Um, no way. It's, it's that time. But what's interesting is as I'm looking at new phones and just iPhone trying to. iPhone 11? I don't, or Android? I don't, Are you going to uh, get a green text? I don't think I'm going to. I don't know. No, I'm not going to Android. Um, I'm not sure what I'm getting, but it's interesting to, to hear about companion phones or, you know, tethered phones where you can get the, you know, the iPhone, um, which has, you know, it's a small computer, as we all know, smartphone, but you can also get a device that's tethered to that phone to kind of keep you, again, these are designed to keep you from being addicted to your device. They, they allow you to, so, I mean, they're, they're different ones. Some of them are just phone calls and text. Some of them are, okay, directions and, and other things, but the, the design is to keep you from being as connected to your device. So I just think that's interesting um, that you have technology that realizes, okay, there's a problem. And some people, I mean, there's actually a market for that, that some people are like, okay, I cannot get off my device. So I've got to have this other device. So just I, was to that out. I was at a wedding with a guy recently who had a flip phone and I was just amazed. Um, and he said he loved it. Mm-hmm. And I think like, do you remember the Motorola razor? Oh yeah. That's I think a big they're, deal. I think a new one's coming out. I think they're bringing it back. So hmm. I don't know if that's, but then your text will be green. To all so yeah, I've, I've looked into a flip really? phone. Uh, there's actually a, a, a Nokia or Nokia, however you want to say that, um, that I was looking at. And there, there's an article of one guy, I think it was, uh, I, I had a flip phone for an entire year and here are eight things I learned. And one of the things is just, you do kind of, as far as group text, it's like, that's, you know, a problem also direction and links that people send to you. So yeah, it's just an interesting thought. It's interesting to consider. And, um, yeah, thought that'd be maybe a easier thing to on. Everyone assumes that everyone has an iPhone. That's Mm -hmm. the assumption. Mm -hmm. Assumption is that everyone has an iPhone. So you're surprised when someone has green text because they have an Android. Yeah. Right. Although I think, you know, I don't know, I haven't studied the market, but I assume that Google is making some, making some headway there. Um, but it, that's the assumption is that everyone has a smartphone and everyone has an iPhone. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think you should get one of those Nokia bricks with the T9 texting. I'm, I'm here for it. They, yeah. uh, I'm going to send you all kinds of complicated links that are not going to go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Kurt, look, we'll wrap this up. Is there anything else you want to, to say? Uh, no. Um, Besides, we haven't had Thanksgiving yet, and, <laughs> and you sit on the throne of life. Yeah. Well, uh, but, but we will be having some more episodes. Try to act like, try to act like this is after Thanksgiving, but it is not after Thanksgiving. I cannot, I, I cannot tell a lie. My conscience is, my conscience. I, I think it's good. I think honestly, Plus, don't know who won the Egg Bowl, John. Oh I'm man, the Southern Miss. So you don't care, but we don't know. So there's no way for this to possibly be Thanksgiving because I haven't. I haven't said either that I'm excited or that I'm depressed. Yeah. And and I think honestly for our listeners, it's nice to throw this in at the end that, okay, if you listen to Tuesdays and then you stuck with us on Thursdays all the way to the end to know, yeah, this is uh, November 21st. We have not had Thanksgiving yet. So we can just let you guys in behind the scenes. Uh, So go back now and listen to Tuesday's episode. (laughs) Go back to Tuesday's episode and listen to it. And to, to just know that that whole conversation was us completely making that happen. And Kurt, Kurt didn't know I was going to ask him that. So just go back. John makes me lie. That's what it is. It's John trapping me in a lie. Guys, thanks for joining us for a little disjointed, but 
nonetheless, a fun parenting today. If you have ideas about things that you'd like us to cover, um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, John, why don't you tell them your email address? Yes, it's K Cooper <laughs> at Trinity dot org. Good try. Good yeah. Try. Have a good day, Kurt. John, I'm serious. I want our. Uh,